When I was a little boy, I grew up in a family uh, with parents who had really wanted to have children but couldn't have any. And so I relate to Samuel's story a little bit. My parents tried for 10 years to have a baby and they couldn't have a baby. And uh, then they did. And my big brother came along and then me and then my baby sister. And we were big babies. We were over 10 pounds. And the way we turned out, I look back and think my parents might have often wondered what life would have been like if they'd left well enough alone and not had all these kids. But it was too late. We were here. But it's fun growing up in a family where you're really wanted, right? Really loved. My family was a church family, like our children said. This was a second home. It was that way to me as well. I loved church from my earliest memories, and it's a good thing because I was always at church. My mother had been a pianist at the church. She was a teacher. She was in a Sunday school class. She was in a circle that met between Sundays for prayer. My father was an ordained layperson, a deacon in the church who lived into that very fully. He visited the sick and he brought assistance to the needy and he'd go door to door with the pastor sharing his faith. He was the director of Sunday school and he served communion and he prayed a lot out loud in church and I can remember that deep bass voice praying. I loved the church. It was wonderful to grow up in a church and in a family where I was taught from my earliest memories that you're never too young to hear God. You're never too young to experience God. You're never too young to serve God. And you're never too young to love God back. I heard God in many ways in that church. I felt God's presence in many ways among that group of people. When my pastor stood in front of the church and read the scriptures, I thought I heard God. I heard God in the music, the hymns, and the singing. I heard God in the voice of my father praying in church. And I heard God in the teachers who taught me the Bible stories. And I heard God in the love and the kind words and the hugs of countless adults in that community that made that place a second home for me. How have you heard God in your life? Today we've heard God in the voices and in the singing and in the energy and in the joy of our children here at Sun Creek. And so it's very fitting that we look at a Bible story about a little boy named Samuel. It's a story of a family, a family of a man named Elkanah and his wife Hannah. And more than anything in the world, Hannah wanted to have a baby, and she didn't have a baby. 
And she prayed, and she told God, if you'll just let me have a son, I will give him back to you. Commit him to your service. And year after year in her life, she prayed that prayer. And this was in the days before the temple was built in Jerusalem. And so they would go to a place called Shiloh, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. And they would make their sacrifices there. And one year when that family was there making their sacrifices, Hannah was so brokenhearted and heavy-hearted, she just sat and prayed and prayed and prayed to God. The old priest Eli, who kept the altar at Shiloh, saw her. And he thought she was drunk. She seemed to be behaving so strangely. So he goes out and chastises her and mocks her a little bit. And she explains, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just heavy-hearted before the Lord. I'm just praying to God to hear me. And Eli felt bad, as he well should. So he told her to go in peace, and by the way, may God give you whatever it is you were asking for. And God did. And she had a son. And she named him Samuel. Hannah was a faithful and true person of God. So she kept her promise. She raised little Samuel. She loved little Samuel. She taught little Samuel the faith. And when he was old enough to leave, she took him back to Shiloh and she presented him to Eli and she dedicated him to God to be a servant all his life of the God who had heard her prayer. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. Eli had some sons of his own, but they didn't turn out too well. They were wicked, and they had brought disgrace to the priesthood. And Eli had known about it, but he had not corrected them and had not done all he could, and it was too late. So I can't help but think that Samuel was a breath of fresh air in Eli's life, this little one who had been taught the faith at his mother's knee. He had another chance to be a faithful priest and pass on the holy work of God. Samuel, the story says, wore a little linen robe when he worked at the altar. And every year, Hannah would come to make sacrifice with her family, and she would bring a, a little robe a few sizes bigger to keep up with her growing boy that she kept up with and loved and prayed for and visited with every time she came to worship. Hannah was pleased to be able to offer Samuel back to God. But Samuel came to stay with Eli at a time, the Bible says, that was quiet. God didn't seem to be speaking very much. There was not a word from the Lord. 
And so the people grew weary and faith grew weak and hope was hard to come by. I imagine Eli in his old age with his eyes growing dim and his heart broken over the lives of his children, laying in bed at night and longing, remembering, imagining what it would be like to hear from God again the way he used to when he was young and vigorous and full of life and full of hope. Like our children shared, Samuel lived there in the church and he slept on a little bed by the altar. One night as he lay asleep, he heard his name called, Samuel, Samuel. And he woke up and he said, here I am. And he ran into Eli to see what Eli needed. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Little Samuel goes back and goes to sleep. And again, he hears his name, Samuel, and he jumps up. Here I am. And he runs to Eli. And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. The third time it happens, and old Eli remembers how it was when he was young, when he had to learn how to hear the voice of God. How he had to learn to recognize when God spoke to him. So he tells Samuel, go back to bed. And if you hear the voice again, say, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. And the voice came again. And Samuel gave the reply that Eli had told him to give. And it worked. And from that point on, for the rest of his life, Samuel could hear and recognize the voice of God. That little boy grew to be the great one. A person mighty in faith. A judge who ruled with equity and justice. A prophet who spoke to the people on behalf of God and spoke to God on behalf of the people. That little boy grew up to be the one God chose to anoint the kings of Israel. Little Samuel, you are never too young to start being the person God calls you to be. It started when he was young. On this Children's Sunday, I think there are some important things we all can be reminded of. Some things that we can all learn. First one, we can learn the importance of parents' prayers, commitments, and faithfulness regarding their children. You see, Hannah began being a good parent long before she ever had Samuel. She was a good parent when she brought her deepest desires, the longings of her heart, to God 
in prayer. When she brought her pain and her disappointment to God, she was being the kind of person God could use to raise up a Samuel. Our prayers matter. Our commitments matter. Our faithfulness before our children matter. We can also learn or be reminded how to keep a promise to God. Hannah made a big promise, didn't she, in this story? I want a son so badly, and if you give me one, I'll give it back. That's a big promise. I'm sure it was much easier to make than it was to keep. That's the way sometimes promises are. But she raised him and nurtured him in the faith. Eli didn't start from scratch with Samuel. He had a foundation of faith that he brought with him from his mother's knee. She kept her promise to dedicate her child to God. And we can all remember how important it is that we all dedicate our children, our own children, or our church community children to God. Fortunately, we don't have to leave them all at church to spend the night and live their life and grow up by the altar or hanging out with the preacher. But we do need to see each and every child as an answered prayer from God as a gift from God. And we need to teach them in our homes. We need to have them constantly and consistently at church so they can learn to hear God. Like Samuel, it's true for all of us. To hear God is a learned response. To hear God and embrace God, to respond to God, to love God, to serve God, we learn how to do those things under the loving care and commitment of others. Hannah did her part. Eli did his. God was at work, and a little boy became one of the mightiest people of faith we have in all of Scripture. But the story began when he was small. We're never too young. But you might be out there thinking, hey, Barry, what about those of us that are more like uh, Nicodemus talking to Jesus about being born again? Some of us aren't so young anymore. Your hair's the color of mine. The good news is we're all children of God. We are all on this journey of learning to hear God's voice and to recognize God's Word when it comes to us. We are never too young, but the good news is we're never too old either. We are never too old to hear God. We're never too old to experience God. 
We're never too old to serve God. And we're certainly never too old to love God back with all our hearts. Children's Sunday reminds us we are all God's children. The story of Samuel reminds us that God is at work in all of our lives, calling us to be the people God needs us to be for the sake of the world, for the sake of each other, for the sake of the church. You're never too young. You're never too old. Let's get on with it and be the people God calls us to be. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.